Thanks for listening to CarCast on Podcast One. Hi there, and welcome to The Inevitable. This is our new podcast where we're talking about the future of the car. This means everything from electrified vehicles to cars that drive themselves. Where are we going and how will we get there? I'm Johnny Lieberman from Motor Trend, joined by... Ed Lowe, and we are going to talk to some amazing guests. We have Reggie Watts, we have Sung Kang, we have James Marsden, we have Spike Ferriston, Kristen Lee, Derek Jenkins, a whole bunch of actors, celebrities, car crazy folks, people from in and outside the industry. It's going to be great and you can find it on podcast1.com or anywhere you find you listen to your favorite podcast. We're also doing a video series as well. That's on motortrend.com slash the inevitable or on youtube.com slash motortrend. Come join us. Hey guys, welcome to CarCast. We're going to get an update from Bill on the garage. What's going on with with my warehouse, big move we did this past weekend, and um, the uh, the Sack Mustang finally arrived. Can't wait to tell you about that. Before we get started, here's Geico. Hey, Geico, do you own? Do you rent? Well, you do one or the other, right? You know, it's hard work out there. Owning, renting, you want to save some money? How about your bundle? Bundle your policies at Geico. Geico makes it easy to bundle the homeowners or renters insurance along with your auto policy. It's a good thing too because you got so much to do already. Go to geico.com, get a quote, see just how much you could save at Geico. That is geico.com today. That's geico.com. Welcome to CarCast. I'm at the Motorator DeAndre here with Bill Goldberg. Hello. Oh. Got the Goldberg's, Goldberg's Garage shirt on. Got the new shirts. Some of the new swag on. I see you uh, sporting your 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 colors. <laughs> yeah, I can I can start advertising now that I realistically within sight have a garage being have a garage being built. Uh, I I like. Uh, I like the post that you've been doing. I'm seeing progress going on. And I know you're, I don't know, you got cameras in the trees or whatever's going on over there. (laughs) Try to figure out weather. (laughs) Try to figure out weather. Uh, but, uh, yeah, it's a, it's exciting to see that come together. Uh, it's going to be a fantastic project. And, you know, as we were just talking a little bit, uh, before we started the show, uh, yeah, you start to get to think a lot about like how you outfit the inside and what you're going to do, and and you know you start planning you know boxes and tools and lifts and parts and and storage and it's it's funny when that garage is built, you're gonna walk in, you'll be like, this place is fantastic and it's huge, and then you're gonna start moving shit in. You're like, man, this fills up quickly. <laughs> Just fills up. I know. it fills up quickly. I've already uh, been out doing measurements and this and that, you know, whether it's for the lifts or whether it's for that. I mean, you know, hey, and the funny part is that the the end result is going to be there's parts of the structure that I misunderstood as far as location wise. So as opposed to putting a six car lift from Ben Pack in the area where I thought it was going to go, which is the highest clearance in the in the building it's yeah. actually in the back it's the lowest clearance in the building so fortunately thank god measurements have worked out and they can when they install they can do a custom install and 
kind of adjust things. But yeah, I mean, it's one thing after another, you know, dude. Yeah, it's just, it's a debacle. It's an absolute, and you're always going to forget something. And you know, it's uh, it's a it's a process. But uh, hopefully, I lived throughout. I uh, I did the move this weekend from our our warehouse uh, that we had the, the, over at the Bat Cave, and we moved a, a few doors down um, to the to the new place it's turns out it's more than a few doors uh it's you know it seems like it was super easy to do so i'll I'll tell you getting the toyota lift truck the 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 walkie stacker right it's you know it's like we explained before it's like a it's like a forklift that you 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 drag behind it you know kind of like a pallet jack but power and it does lift high it does go up i don't know 10 feet or something like that 12 feet uh, high, you know, it's, uh, maybe, maybe it's at least 12, yeah, 12, 12 feet or so. That thing was the timing on getting that was so good. Uh, <laughs> able to just, some of my neighbors just had a couple of uh, like old pallets, you know, pallets are kind of like gold these days, but they had some of the broken ones and some were, you know, some of the the wood was smashed up, but it was fine for me because I was able to just grab some of the broken pallets, stack stuff all around my warehouse onto these various pallets and start dragging them over with the, with the truck, with the Toyota uh, lift truck back and forth. Um, Tammy and I did the entire move ourselves back and forth, back and forth. I think I, uh, on my phone, it said something like Saturday and Sunday in two days. I walked 25 miles going back and forth to one and the other dragging stuff. <laughs> everything hurts, knees, arms, back. Everything is sore. Everything hurts. And then when we got into the place, <laughs> it, the place wasn't ready, right? So we kind of knew. I kept rushing. I was like, come on, you know, calling the landlord. It's like, we got to get this done. We got to get this done. We're going in there soon. You've already rented out my new place and those guys want to get in. And, uh, you know, we finished late Sunday night, Monday morning at 8 a.m. The new tenants were backing up a truck, unloading their <laughs> stuff. So uh, I I had cleaned the place already. There didn't wasn't even time for a cleaning crew for those guys. But I had to move all of my shit into the center of the warehouse because they weren't done painting all of the walls. <laughs> so I couldn't go anything near the walls. I needed at least, you know, like eight foot, you know, so they can, you know, so they can paint and they have room and to lay down tarps and not get paint on anything. And then, of course, Sunday is when the sack shows up. The Shelby Mustang shows up. <laughs> so I had to get that thing and then bring it in. Now I got more space. I, I love that I got it. Um, uh, I'm excited about it. But yeah, so now I've got the electrician still hasn't come out. So half the lights don't work and the bathroom lights don't work and a lot of the outlets don't work. And uh, it's uh, it's a bit of a mess, but... Uh, we're excited to get in there. The the floors came out great. That cement ramp that we that we made f- for that second level to get the cars up and and the pallet jack, the the lift truck that actually worked out great. The thing just flies. I took the the truck up there. It flies right up there. It doesn't bottom out. Um. So yeah, we got a lot of work to do. I kind of want to get it done like by the you know this month. If the electrician and everybody shows up, I want to get it all wrapped up by this month. 
Uh, so yeah, something to look forward to on your end. I know you'll oh, have yeah. more time to kind of like think about where you want to put stuff as the building's coming together. You can walk through each day. You can start to take measurements. As, uh, but yeah, you really start thinking about, going, oh, where should I put this and where should I put that? And, you know, I I connected with our friends at, at Swiss Tracks. So even though I had the floor sanded and we did a, a good epoxy coating on the whole thing, I talked to the guys at Swiss Tracks when I was at Barrett Jackson, and I said, I want to use some of your flooring, your modular flooring, to sort of segment out certain areas, right? So instead of just everything kind of laying around in the middle of the room, um, I said, I, I'm going to build out a bit of a, a gym section, a few hundred square feet in the gym. So what do you guys have for that? And they have, uh, you know, one of their connect together flooring tiles, but this is, it's more rubber based. It's got a little more give to mm-hmm. it. It's a good kind of gym floor thing. Um, uh, a little softer under the feet. So we've got that section uh, that's on the way. I talked to those guys this morning. They, they, uh, packaged everything up. By the way, it's so good to work with companies that make all of their products in the US because I didn't have to oh wait 18 months to get something like the bearing and the sway bar I was waiting for for the lighting. Uh, these guys were, I talked to them on Monday. And they're like, yeah, sorry, you know, for the delay. We were busy at Barrett Jackson. Uh, tell me what you want. And then I did. And then today they're like, we're packaging your stuff together. It's going to ship out tomorrow. It's like, that's the best news, best news I've heard so far. So anyway, I've got their floor going in the gym area. And then, um, you realize when you're standing, you know, at your workbench and stuff for a long time or at the toolbox and, uh, any just concrete really, I, it, oddly, it takes a toll on your feet and your knees and whatever, especially you're walking back. So we're doing some of their other tile, their garage tile, um, the flat, uh, like pro tile in that section. And then in the kind of office space kind of living area. Um, but it was a way for me to partition isn't the right word because there's no walls. I didn't want to do walls. It was a way for me to section off areas of the garage, uh, but not having to build walls, just keep the whole thing sort of an open plan, open environment. So you can stand in the gym on one side, you can look at all your cars and see the office and the toolbox or vice versa, uh, which also makes it cool because now everything is very modular. You can move things around if you want to. And it's a nice open environment if you have get togethers or if we do sort of a, an open house cars and coffee thing. We've been talking about doing a little like Bravago launch party in the spring. And I want to invite, uh, you know, it's a it's an industrial park that's got some pretty decent parking on the weekends. During the week, it's jam-packed. Everybody's moving. There's a lot of business going on. But on the weekends, all the neighbors are cool. And they're like, yeah, yeah, just, uh, you know, invite us over and we'll have a, a drink with you and use our parking lot. So we could, you know, we could fit 100 cars there, I think, something like that. I got to take a, a count. So it could be a fun little, you know, launch party, you know, uh, car show event. I'm trying to how to strategically. I don't want to make it cars and coffee because I don't sell coffee <laughs> and I don't even drink it. Um, cars and bravado. It's cars and bravado, but I I don't know the rules on 
serving alcohol at a car drive event. It's not a drive event, but uh, listen, maybe we'll have our CBD drink as well, which is the new product we're going to be launching that doesn't have alcohol in it. So you can come drink that too. Passengers only. That's right. Bring a designated driver. Uh, but yeah, I'll tell you, the the Lyft, uh, the Lyft truck is a, was a super good idea. Um, we've also got a bunch of product coming in, but being able to have that and just – this one's electric. It's not a full um, – uh, you know, uh, uh, it, it's not – you know, it's not the full truck. You get to sit on down on it, and you got to fire it up. You know, with the propane and the whole thing. Like, I get it. If you want the, you know, the the whole thing, you can get it. But this one worked out great for us. And then we tuck it into our corner, and and it and it and it fits well. So just something to think about as you get closer to finalizing your garage, yes. and you start to think about gear coming in, and you go, oh, well, this is where I wanted the toolbox, but now I need to move it. Or, hey, someone's going to drop off a lift, and it, uh, the lift is on a pallet you know, with giant metal beams, and now you want to literally bring it inside, and you're like, well, it's it's 2,000 pounds, and I need to bring it inside or move it from one side of the building to the other. Yeah. Well, fortunately, Benpack not only is providing me with the lifts, but they are going to come and professionally install. So I think the only thing I'm going to have a lot of problems with are the 23 pieces of workout equipment I have to get to the mezzanine level. So I think a big crane will be rented for that. I, I like at the very least that mezzanine before you put the railing on it or or all of the railing is. Even with the forklift, you just start lifting pallets up there and you drop it off and you, you know, lift another pallet and you drop it off. If you can, if you can do it and move, move it around while you're up there, you know, it's kind of a, you know, cause like if you keep loading into the same section, how do you move pallets around when they're up there? Do you unload each one or you use a forklift to lift the pallet jack? Right. And then you lift pallets one at a time up there and use the pallet jack to move them around. Uh yeah. Yeah, there's a lot to think about. So strategically, <laughs> no, yeah, how do you get it done? Fortunately, I'll have a 16-hour non-stop flight to uh yeah, Saudi Arabia next week and I I I hopefully will be able to plan either on the way there or on the way back most everything that needs to be done. Yeah. Lot. Well, listen, um Gage is a strong young man and uh he's got himself a new ride. And he's going to have to earn it. Uh, so yes. you know, maybe he has uh, a bunch of friends. that's what I was saying. Like maybe him and his football team could come over and put a little time and go. Hey, I got a badass gym that you guys are welcome to use. You just have to build the gym. <laughs> Way ahead of you. Already done. <laughs> Already done. Yeah. Hey, hey. A manual labor equals a free membership. That's it. And that's fair. I think that's a that's a fair. Oh, that's more. That's than- a fair deal. Uh, so the the car got delivered this weekend, and uh, the dealer that I got it from, nice guys. Uh, they said, "Hey, you know, we we've worked with some people in the past that can ship the thing for you." And I was like, "Great, set it up for me." They they sent me a quote. We said yes. We did it. Admittedly, being in California, we're, we're, we're definitely spoiled by the weather. Um, we have a lot of negative things, but uh, we're, we're spoiled by the weather. So I didn't even do the math in my head when they're like, yeah, yeah, this is what it costs. 
we'll get a truck. And it was an open hauler, open truck. It wasn't enclosed. And I, and even in my head, when they said it, I was like, it's fine. We're going to detail the car when it gets here. I forgot about weather. <laughs> and, Where did it come from? And Jersey. Came from New oh, Jersey. Oh, Jesus. How did you forget about the weather? For God's I didn't sake. even I didn't even see the weather. Like I I keep hearing it in the news, but I don't do the math on it. Like in my head, I'm like, yeah, 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 it's weather. Um, they brought they brought the car. It, it, was, it was fine, <laughs> but what a shit show! When this thing got delivered, I'm like, wow, I've never seen anything this dirty in my life. Now. Th- the, the thing that concerned me was there were cars above my car. I don't know if there were cars above my car the whole time or as they unloaded it because I was like the last delivery. And people are – you know the cars above me are dropping fluids onto my car. Now, all I could see – my first concern was uh, transmission fluid, brake fluid, anything very sort of ascetic, ascetic that would uh, – eat through the paint. Now, I saw some coolant, um, and that was about all I saw. But as soon as I got the car, I had to hit it with a little soap and water. Um, and, and of course, now it's dark out. It's at night, and I just unloaded it, pulled it in front of the warehouse, You know, grabbed, grabbed a hose, and just in the dark tried to give this thing a quick wash down because I didn't know if anything was eating the paint at this point. Um, so, <laughs> so basically had to, uh, uh, to give it the wash. Um, and thank God I did, because when it showed up, I was like, this car makes me sad. I was like, this thing is a disaster. Like, you know, when you buy something new, you don't want it to be looking like total shit. I took a few pictures and I shot a video and I, I'm hesitant to post it, um, because yeah, it's me. It's a video going. Oh, here's the car. I can't wait to see it. Walk up on it. And go. This is the shittiest looking mud I've ever seen in my life. Like, what's going on here? I think it's a perfect video to post just because you you're, you were able to show range. You were able to be extremely <laughs> excited prior, and then and then reality punched you in the face when it got yeah. Well, I, uh, I I I gave it a bath. I brought it inside. I went and saw it the next day, and uh, very happy with it. Um, but yes, I'm talking to a couple of companies about that dry ice blasting. Um, you know, part of the issue is is we can't do it at my location, and uh, I don't. You know, if I want to put a few miles on the car, I want it to be something fun, not me driving it to go get cleaned and then driving it back, getting it dirty again. So I got to figure out, uh, you know, trailering it over there and or something like that. I got to just figure out the I logistics. Think your next purchase is the flatbed. I'm super down with the flatbed, by the way. Um, I uh, the truck and the trailer. Hey, are hey anybody, the anybody out there with the with the great flatbed solution for us? Please let us know because I also am in the market for a flatbed. I, I mean, space of where to park it is an issue, and but at at the warehouse, there's that front parking lot. Technically, we get a few spaces with our place. I don't have to put it in the garage, uh, and. You know, I I guess I could park it in in the lot. Um, it's not it's not a terrible idea, but uh, I'm gonna be double checking my 
my uh, AAA membership, my my <laughs> super premium plus membership. Hey, hey, see if hey, I get that hey I've been a member for 30, 35 years and anything under 100 is on that. Yeah. So I think that's going to be the best way to bring the car uh, bring the car there and, and get cleaned and brought back. And then uh, chemical guys. So uh, I like those guys a lot. I went down, visited them, saw one of their detail labs, uh, toured their uh, their headquarters out here in Southern California. And um, yeah, so once we do the dry ice blasting all underneath the car, uh, I'm going to be chatting with those guys about doing like a paint correction or a full detail. But I want to be very sensitive to it. Just like, how do I preserve this paint? And what do you do with the blue stripes that are stickers? And you know, what products do you use? And just kind of go through with them. Now, there is one thing that uh, kind of bums me out that I need to address is... You guys are familiar with these Fox Body Mustangs and has the, you know, the skirt, sort of the ground effects on it, like the GT um, on the Mustang Cobra, the rear valance, the rear bumper cover kind of kicks up a little bit and the tailpipes come out straight like on the LX. But this car has like the GT with the turned down pipes hidden underneath, but that bumper cover mm-hmm. often hangs a little low. So I got a call from the trucking company, and they said, we noticed a little bit of damage on the rear, at the bottom of the uh, the rear valance, uh, the skirt down there. And they said, <laughs> this was an interesting thing. They said, somebody must have repainted this car recently, and it's not completely dry, so the weather had damaged that paint during the drying process. And I said, uh, okay, well, that seems odd, but I don't know much about the effects of cold weather on cars like this. So, you know, just just bring me the car and we'll take a look at it. But, of course, my thought was, it's an all-original car with 3,600 miles on it. I don't think anybody anything was painted on that car. But, listen, I, who, who am I to say? So I reached out to the dealer, reached out to the owner, and I go, have you heard of something like this? Weather affecting paint? Did you paint the bumper? And they're like, we didn't paint shit. This thing's got 3,600 miles on it. It's all original. It's original paint. Now, the Shelby Club, they had purchased a white GT back in 92, and then they painted the Wimbledon white. And admittedly, they painted, you know, they scuffed the car, they painted the exterior they didn't really do the door jams or the engine compartment. That's a big job. Um, but back in the day for what they were charging, they 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 did the paint. So I was like, all right, well, maybe it's an inexpensive paint job and there was some cracking of the paint or whatever. The car shows up and there's a fucking tear in the rear of that bumper cover. I was like, weather did not tear the urethane bumper cover. I was like, this whole time you guys are trying to sell me on bad weather my bumper froze and the paint cracked it's a fucking tear i was like no that did not like cold weather didn't tear this thing i don't know shit about cold weather but i'm I'm pretty sure it didn't go under there and tear like a two inch thing (laughs) in the the bumper cover so yeah so we have a slightly different issue we could see about getting it repaired but uh yeah, it's listen. I the trials and tribulations of shipping in an open carriage. I mean, listen, I know them. All of the, all of the 
supply chain issues we've had with Bravago and shipping products. And we have, you know, uh, we have 20,000 cans sitting on a loading dock for the last 14 days and nobody knows how to move it. Like all of the crazy shit that we've we've learned in the process of, of manufacturing a beverage. I knew there was going to be issues with getting the car delivered. So I'm like, all right, there's a tear in the bumper cover. I'm going to have to get that fixed. But I was just surprised the car arrived. I don't know why I'm so jaded at this point going, I can't believe the car showed up. <laughs> and, to, you know, to be fair, it fired right up and I drove it around the block and I drove it into my, into, into my garage. And, and, nice. and, it's, and it's fun. So I'll get some pictures and some videos of that thing um, uh, coming together. That's exciting. But, yeah. Good anyway. Uh, that's, that's my Shelby, my sack story on how to get on getting that thing delivered. Um, anyway, so it's some car news. What's going on in, in the car world? Uh, we covered the Barrett Jackson stuff. It was super fun. Um, you know, we've heard for a while that Ferrari's going to be coming out with their, with their SUV. Um, uh, the, uh, pure sangue, pure, I, I don't know how to say it with an Italian accent, Pure, pure sangue, pure sang, pure sangue, yeah, pure sangue. That's the name of it. Um, interesting, you know. We're starting to see, we're starting to see the thing roll around the streets with all the covers on it, all the the bra covers and stuff on it. Nobody has any idea what engine's going to be in it. Is it a V8? Is it turbo? Is it V12? It's a V6? Is it hybrid? I'm I'm going to go with something like V6 hybrid. All of these engines are available in the various cars that they have already. Mm-hmm. But I don't know. It's just kind of like there was a lot of talk of SUVs ruining brands. But yeah, we had talk a year ago when when there was rumor of Ferrari and will they come out with it? What will it do to their brand? And ah, here we are. are. Are we over it though? Like, are we over the idea of of SUVs ruining brands? Porsches. Well, I think the got I think the Urus has everything to do with answering that question. Yeah. Right. I mean, yeah. I, they're they're selling almost as I guess as many of of the Lamborghini trucks as they are the cars at this point. Uh, yeah. everyone seems to n- not given up on Porsche's 911s and all their GT cars and, and, and all of that. And this is a car company that has several SUVs and an electric sedan, right? And mm-hmm. we're still at like an all to- all time high of collectability with Porsche 911s, right? Maserati's got SUVs. A- Alfa Romeo's got SUVs. Bentley, Rolls Royce, you know, Lamborghini, as you said, uh, I, I guess it's fine. I mean, I, I guess it's fine. Um, Why not? Why not? Right? You know, I don't we, think it ruins the brand at all, and it extends the option for you to take a, a completely different type of vehicle from a manufacturer that you absolutely love because of what they've done in the past. And I, I don't think it ruins it whatsoever. I think it, at, at this point right now, if you're not in that space, you know, you're behind. Listen, uh, Aston Martin. I'm driving the Aston Martin DBX, um, I think, at the beginning of March. Looking forward to that. 
I don't think that's hurting the Aston Martin brand. And that's a small niche manufacturer. They got a couple of cars and now they got an SUV. And the SUV is, I I actually, I first of all, I think it looks good. Um, I'm hearing good things about it. Can't wait to drive it. The Aston Martin, the DBX. And I'm kind of excited on saying, on just thinking, hey, now Aston Martin is making some money. They're cranking out an SUV. That's a good financial move for them. And it gives them the ability to do a couple cool halo cars as well. You know, maybe a, you know, the Valkyrie and, and some of their other cars that they've been talking about or working on and, you know, things like that, that I think could be very cool. Mm-hmm. So I don't, I don't think this is going to hurt Ferrari. I think it's going to increase their sales without having them to increase the production numbers of their sports cars, right? If they want to generate more money, they make 11,000 cars, something like that. If they want to generate more money, they got to increase the production to 15 or 20,000 cars, but then you start to lose some of the exclusivity of having those cars in the wait list and the, in the, you know, got to be in the Ferrari family and you got to own Ferraris in the past and all that, you know, exclusive, arguably interesting, weird buying mentality, customer mentality. But if you take an SUV and if they can move, you know, four or 5,000 of those things a year, I don't know what the price point is going to be, but it sounds like most of these big manufacturers are, are moving about 5,000 units, some seven, some three, but you know, yeah, it, it takes Ferrari production from about 10 or 11,000 units, to about 15 or 16,000 units. And financially, I think that makes sense. Right. So I don't know. Why not? Why not? do it? I, I think it's going to be V6 hybrid. If I had a guess, I'm going to say V6 hybrid, but V6 hybrid could put it somewhere, I don't know, in the 800 horsepower range. Yeah. Oh, that's shabby. <laughs> you know, uh, I think they're going to have to find a way to make their V6 hybrid powertrain go a little further on EV only. Um, but mm-hmm. having an SUV and the ability to add more batteries, more space, more weight, uh, I think they can get it done. So I don't know. That's kind of the that's kind of the thought there. What do you know about quick, quick, quick yeah. sneak peek? Where, where, yeah, where? what you got? Oh yeah, there's uh, nobody out there. Look at it. This <laughs> is just the first rendering. Yeah, right. Okay, tell us about it. Show us. Tell us what you're showing us. <laughs> That's the uh, M715 uh, Willys that I bought right when I got here to Texas. And we all know that I'm in love with the 2019 Gladiator concept vehicle that uh, was going around for years. Well, going around for a couple of years. Um, And that's uh, Dave Savaggio, post-Kevin Hart Roadrunner. Uh, It looks like we'll be building this sucker here pretty soon. And I don't know if uh, you're able to see it, but there's a uh, a turret on top. <laughs> We're going to go straight military with it. Straight military with it. So we saw the concept vehicle that Dodge put together, Mopar put together at SEMA. It's been a few years, maybe five years. Yeah. Yeah, four or five years yep. now, something like that. Uh, we saw that there. It looked cool. Where is that vehicle? I, fell, I absolutely fell in love with it. I yeah. mean, I, I would have died to have a vehicle at the time. So 
you know, I went out and bought one. There's a guy up in Waxahachie, Texas, that has, I think, a 32-acre farm of them. I think they're growing up there. But, uh, <laughs> no, I, 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 it, it's something I always wanted for me here in Texas. It's a perfect vehicle. Um, it's more of an outlander, you know, type of vehicle a la, uh, you know, what Waitis is concentrating on with Magnaflow and, yeah. and their guys right now. But um, I'm going to I'm going to daily drive the thing and it's going to have about a thousand horsepower from uh, gearheads with a uh, nice Hellcat motor. in. So, yeah, it's going to be lots and lots of fun. It's something I've waited for for a very long period of time. And uh, it's it's completely different. I mean, quite obviously, you saw a, a, a short picture of it but i mean that's the first rendering we've done uh dave's gonna kind of you know go nuts with it and uh you know it's an artistic version of a 715 old military vehicle with oh <clears throat> a hellcat so yeah. it's, it's it's gonna be pretty badass I, i'm very much looking forward to it well that's exciting I, I i saw the concept vehicle as we said i liked it i think with um with you and salvaggio putting your own little spin on it it's going to be interesting so uh what are we looking at? We're looking at a 2029 debut. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> uh, God only knows, but you know, it's just one of those again, that's in the pipeline and uh, uh, you know, the renderings are being done right now. And, and they, but, but Hey, he's already got the vehicle. So, I mean, we're, we're there. I've already got the Hellcat motor. I've already got the tranny for it. It's going to be a manual. Um, and, uh, I mean, Hey, at the end of the day, we'll accumulate some more parts and, you know, 90% of the vehicle, uh, is, is already there. We're just going to yeah. do a lot of fabrication and a lot of altering, but it, it's going to take a while. I'm going to go for, I don't know, you know time stamp me here, but I'd say 2023, it'll be, it'll be on the road, hmm. maybe December the 30th. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> two years ish, two years ish, maybe. Yeah, maybe 20 months ish. It'll be a good retirement present for me. Yeah, okay. Um you mentioned the engines, you mentioned Gearhead, you mentioned those guys. I wanted to ask you uh what is the latest news, the update on the Goldberg's Garage power packages? Uh Well, the the biggest thing right now is we're 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 I think we're going to gear it more towards performance in that it's not going to have to be uh epa certified right so i think it's going to be just some just drag racing stuff i don't know if it's going to be applicable to the to the general public unless they can fudge a few corners here and there but uh, i think that's going to be our concentration point it's not going to be you know every hellcat motor out there and every dodge it's going to be specific for race uh application okay well doing- because you see what direct connection is now right we were going to jump on board with them you know they they were ahead of the curve and we were a little bit behind it behind it so uh we weren't able to jump on board with it we weren't ready and so we're going to have to kind of find a little different niche um mm-hmm. but it's still out there and it's still going to happen now not all performance upgrades need you know, an EPA certification don't need emissions sure. testing. So there, there may be some, some horsepower increases you guys can do on the tuning side uh, uh, of things without, without a big supercharger swap or turbos or whatever, there might be some performance upgrades. So um, I was talking to, uh, 
a buddy of yours, buddy of ours, um, uh, Steve Austin, talking to Stone Cold Steve Austin, and he bought himself a new little truck. And he sent me a little TRX. Yeah, he sent me his picture of his TRX, and I said, uh, "Everybody wants to be Goldberg." And and he laughed at me, and I said, (laughs) "I said, you know, Bill's working on some power packages, some upgrades um, that you might be interested in." And I love Steve, but this big baby hit me back with uh, 707 horsepower is enough for me. I was like, yeah, right. I said, I said, let me ask you, I'm going to ask you the same question in a month from now. And then you tell me, once you get used, because when you jump in that truck, you're like, damn, this truck is fast. This thing's badass. And then you start getting a little cocky and a little comfortable in it. And you're like, I wouldn't mind a little extra something or other. And I guarantee that's going to be Steve Austin. Steve is going to what call the, you up. I mean, they say timing is everything. Yeah. It's quite ironic that as I was sitting at my son's baseball game last night, I got a strange phone call from Mr. Steve Austin. Oh, did you now? <laughs> oh, yes. It's quite ironic timing-wise, is it not? Yeah, because I think I talked to him about six hours earlier. <laughs> <laughs> exactly yeah yeah so i'm sure he wanted to oh, chat yeah, those things work yeah so he wanted to chat he was like i'm no go 707 horsepower is enough for me and i said yeah yeah yeah. give it a month so it took him six hours to give you the call and go i don't know maybe what do you got in mind what are you working on how do you exactly. feel about your truck i know steve mm-hmm. what'd you do to yours tell me what you did to yours yeah how long did it take what does it drive like yeah uh what mm-hmm. do you think does it need it does it need it yes Yes. And and I know you could you're telling them, hey, you know, if I did the thirty sevens and I did the big bumpers and once you start doing all that, it starts to change gear ratios, starts to add weight to the truck, and that seven oh seven starts to feel a little less, and then now you have to compensate. Yeah, and the seven oh seven truthfully is six six ten to the tires right out of the chute. So I mean yeah. six ten to thirty five inch tires. Right? Bingo. Yeah. Right? And when you're adding the mm-hmm the diameter and the weight, you know, you're, I don't know, you're, you're 590, maybe, maybe 580. Oh, and that's, that's not nearly enough. So you got to go for, yeah, you got to go for the gusto, man. You only yeah. live once. And that, that's basically what he and I spoke about is that, you know, we, we, we both are quite frugal in our own ways, <laughs> but we're getting to the point where we need to throw that frugal shit out the window, man, because God knows what can happen. Right. I mean, you could be driving tomorrow and get hit by a freaking meteor. I mean, God only knows. So yeah. life's too short, man. And so I think he's, uh, he like myself, well, I don't know, I, I changed a while ago, but um, I, I think he's opening up a little bit to uh, the performance aspect of it and saying you only live once. So I know, mean, he, in, in that thing, no, he, go for it. He's having a good time on, on the ranch, on the Broken Skull Ranch. He's out in the ATVs and the Kawasaki's all the time. He's having a good time. What I do like about Steve, though, is he's, he's smart. He asks a lot of questions. He, you know, he'll ask me questions. He'll ask you questions. He'll, he'll go online. He'll look around. He'll, you know, and then even things that pop up, somebody may say something. He read something online. The rumor is this, the rumor is that. He comes back and he'll say, well, I heard, you know, this is a good idea or this is, isn't a good idea or putting 37s don't fit right or putting, you know, whatever. And then. Well, he's inquisitive and he, he doesn't think that he knows everything like a lot of yeah. people out there. And who better to ask about it than you and I? 
I mean, truthfully. So yeah. So uh, I, I'm, I'm glad he's into it. He's got his, you know, now that he's settled into his ranch out there in Nevada, you see that this little barn has turned more and more into a garage, and he's got his handful of, of projects going in there: the Camaro and the old blue, the truck, and and uh, the TRX. He did make the move. Um, I don't think we're giving it away. I think he already posted it all over. But he had a, a nice Corvette. He had um, a modern day C7 Corvette. Uh, uh, not the C8. He's you know the, he had like a white C7, and it's a great sports car, and he loved it. But I think I think now he's kind of like, well, I can get a TRX and get basically sports car performance out of a monster truck, and it's a little bit more his style, uh, especially yes. on, on where he lives uh, out 100%. there. So, um, anyway, it was good to catch up with him. We were you know also texting and sending photos and stuff back and forth. And I, by the way, I sent him a picture of the sack Mustang and Steve being Steve hit me back with 30 questions. You know, I don't know about that and how many they make and what you do and blah, blah, blah. And how'd you get it? And did he try to buy it for 10 grand? He did not try to buy it for 10 grand. I'm surprised. Not yet. <laughs> he didn't try to buy that it. That phone call. That's the next phone call. <laughs> yeah. Um, um, yeah, he did not try to buy it for ten grand, but I am expecting that soon. I'm expecting that soon. First, I'm getting expecting of a. Uh, do you think I would fit in it? And then, how about ten grand? <laughs> do I fit? And how much? <laughs> um, all right. Well, we're kind of running out of time. I know you're on a on a deadline. You got to hit the road. Um, lots Ooh. to do, but. Uh, uh, guys, thanks so much. I appreciate, uh, pre- appreciate you listening. We'll get some more photos and stuff up on social media. You'll see the garage. Are you going to post the rendering? Are you going to post the rendering of the of the truck you're working on? With yeah, you? yeah. Like I said, that was the first one out of the shoot. Um, he's going to refine it. We're going to talk in a couple days on Friday, actually. And um, uh, we'll finalize it. And then, yeah, I'll get it out there for sure. Yeah, post it up on your social media so everybody has a reference of what we're uh, what we've been talking about today. Um, but, uh, yeah. All right. Uh, have a good, uh, have a good trip. When are you going to Saudi Arabia? Uh, you got a few weeks, right? Oh, no, 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 no. You got a few days? A, you got I a few have, hours? A week, from, oh. a week from today. All right. So we're going to talk to you. We're going to do a show next week. You're going to be on the show next week. You're I'll not going to make a plane. it. You'll be on a plane next week. All right. Yeah. So now we got that covered. Um, all right. Have a good, uh, have a good trip, and uh, we'll see you uh, in a couple of weeks. Until next time, keep the air in the spare and the bag in the wheel. For the latest updates and call-in times, follow the show on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at CarCast Show. If you'd like to write in, fill out the form on CarCastShow.com. And don't forget to give us a nice rating on iTunes. CarCast is a Corolla Digital production and is produced by Chris Loxamana. For more information, visit carcastshow.com. Hey, Geico, do you own? Do you rent? Well, you do one or the other, right? You know, it's hard work out there, owning renting you want to save some money how about your bundle bundle your policies at geico geico makes it easy to bundle the homeowners or renters insurance along with your auto policy it's a good thing too because you got so much to do already go to geico.com get a quote see just how much you could save at geico that is geico.com today that's geico.com